7 and 9 live at Snoqualmie Casino. Now, here's your host, Dave Wyman. Welcome to the beautiful Snoqualmie Casino. It's Hawks Live, Michael Bumpus, Dave Wyman, and I believe we have on the phone Seahawks right tackle. Uh, we're trying to get Jermaine Effetti. He, he will answer soon, but uh, now we have him. Awesome. Jermaine, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. We're doing great, man. Are you all packed up uh, on the road? Are you a guy that are you a light packer or a heavy? When, when you go on these trips, it's a two day deal. You're going to be there Saturday. Are you a guy that just throws underwear and shorts in a bag, or are you getting decked out, man? Uh, no, I mean you know I just I gotta have my essentials. You know, just my everyday thing. So it's kind of uh, got to be meticulous about how I'm packing. You know, real real careful because I don't want to forget anything like my retainers, you know. So I just got to make sure I have everything double checked because you don't want to get on the road and be replacing stuff. And, you know, I got to have a couple outfits, some kicks, you know how it goes. Absolutely. And uh, you just you just can't have enough socks and underwear. So always throw yeah, an extra yeah. one there. There you go. <laughs> no hey, doubt Jermaine, about it. Tell, tell us about how, how much fun this has been. O- offensive line just with Dwayne Brown there. We talked to DJ Fluker the other day. I could talk to DJ for – for two hours straight he is so much fun joey hunt has, has sure. come in and, and really played well and you know uh your potty i mean it just seems like it's really a fun group and you guys are having a great year this year oh yeah it's, it's, it's been amazing um you know seeing the group grow together uh as the year has gone along um i think it's been uh, real cool to see and uh it's been a blessing everybody's name to stay healthy and um, you know, we still think our best ball is ahead of us. You know, still getting better, still working, and we're still building for the uh, run. Hey, Jermaine, this is your second year in that Schottenheimer offense. Um, how do you feel like it's going? You got a grasp on this thing? You getting real comfortable out there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good offense. Uh, uh, we we really enjoy that Brian has uh, so much confidence in us and uh, put so much on us with the run game and being able to protect us. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, you know, real comfortable. Uh, you know, we have a really good line coach who's uh, on top of the details, so uh, he makes it easy for us. Yeah, that was. What I was going to ask you about uh, Mike Solari, and just uh, is that what it is? Is it the details? Is it the way he communicates? Because it just seems like, you know, you guys, even when you put Joey Hunt in there, um, are you just able to kind of pick up where you left off? It, tell us about Mike Solari and what he's brought to that group. Yeah, you know, he uh he's he's all about the details. He's all about uh attention to details and getting the best out of us and the most out of us. Uh you know, he's been a really good line coach in the league for a long time. So uh, you know, he's he's great to be able to learn under and uh, you know, we embrace having him every day because uh, he comes every day and he's ready to work and he's ready to uh get on the details and uh, that's really all line play is just attention to detail, the small things. So Chris Carson goes for over 1,000 yards for the second year in a row, and that's a lineman award as well. I mean, that's that's something you guys should be proud of. Do you guys get excited when you can uh, get a running back to go over a G? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's super exciting. Uh, you know, Chris Chris runs so hard for us, and uh, we really enjoy blocking with Chris and uh, making increases, but, you know, he makes it, like I said before, he makes it easy for us. He makes it easy for us to uh, come to work every day and block for him because, uh, we see how he finishes runs and how he runs through contact and, uh, and you know, how he shows up every day, you know, no matter how banged up, no matter how bad he's feeling, he 
shows up every day for us, and uh, we, we just try to be at them. I got to believe you guys love seeing him like run over linebackers and some of the man. I, I was saying this in the game like that dude is going to test your manhood if you are coming up trying Absolutely. to tackle Chris Carson. I mean that, uh, and you guys also you'd much rather run block than pass block, right? You guys you guys get fired up and want to just go out and maul people, right? Yeah, I mean for sure. But we we just like to do what whatever's going to score points and get us yards and get us wins. We do whatever it takes. What did that look like last year in the Carolina game when Chris Carson did that flip? And that, that was uh, about this time of year, last year. And I remember being afraid for his health. He was like, looked like he was 10 feet in the air. You were down on the, uh, on the ground level. Where That had to have been one of those plays where you just like kind of slow down and just watch. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of. I didn't expect him in the middle of the field, but uh, the way Chris is, you know, he he can make the impossible possible. You know, he he made it work. He landed on his feet. Uh, he had a plan to come down, so you know that's all that matters. But um, he uh, he you know he he ain't jumping as much this year, but it was real fun to watch a lot last year. Adrian, man, when I played, I was a perimeter guy. I was a receiver, so when I used to talk smack to to the DBs, everyone saw it, but. You offensive, defense, alignment go at a hand-to-hand combat every single play. Is there a lot of smack talk that goes on down in the trenches? Uh, you know, it kind of it kind of depends. You know, uh, depends what kind of game it is. Usually, you know, who the opponent is. You know, a little bit here and there, but a lot of times, guys like you know, pretty, you know, pretty cordial. It's not, it's never nothing too crazy. You, you kind of see the same guys as you play longer. You see the same guys over and over again. Yeah, so, you know, you, you kind of, uh, but it's still, you know, it's real competitive and it's real physical down there. You know, it's not it's definitely not uh, any type of cakewalk or uh, friendly, friendly thing going on. You know, the thing I notice is that when you talk smack, it gets you tired. You know, I was always trying <laughs> yeah, to breathe. Real tired. Yeah, especially especially for <laughs> you. Eat every breath guys. you can get. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let me ask you this. I, I think it's a good question. What advice w- would you give yourself as a rookie, Jermaine? Going back to your rookie year and knowing what you know now, what what would you tell your your rookie self? Uh, you know, I think as as rookies, um, you know, me and whatever rookies in general, you know, you come in and you want to be so perfect. You want to do everything right. You know, you know, you don't live up to your draft status because you're a first round pick or high round pick draft pick period, you know, a team depending on you. So you, you just want to, uh, you know, you want to contribute. And uh, sometimes you get sped up. And, I, you know, I say now nah, just, you know, just don't get sped up. Stay in the moment. You know, take it a moment at a time because, you know, they're all so precious because you can't, you know, you can't win everything right now. You can't win every block right now. So you just got to stay in the moment, embrace the work, embrace, you know, whatever moment you're in. And uh, you know, eventually the big picture. You look back and you, you know you built a you built something real cool. Speaking of young guys and rookies, how have you helped Jermarco Jones and Phil Haynes kind of navigate this NFL life? Uh, you know, they, they they're they're really uh, they're really confident young players. So, you know, I think confidence is a big part of the game. Just believing that you're able to do it. You know, guys come to work every day and they, they have a good attitude about it and they have a good attitude about being coached and. And uh, embracing whatever role they're giving. So, you know, it's usually easy with O-linemen. You know, you don't get too many uh, quote-unquote knuckleheads, as people would say. 
you know, a lot of guys are willing to conform and just do the work and follow the veterans. And, you know, that's what's cool about this position. You know, you always get young guys, and uh, you know, they just they they come in, they want to learn, they want to they want to just you know feed off of what's going on in the room, and that's the cool thing about uh, the old line bond and. You know that what it is. You know, having the young, having young guys come in and see them progressively become like the older guys, like I see myself become. You know, it's just kind of a cool cycle to follow. All right, Jermaine. Uh, so we had Joey Hunt on here. You guys both played. You played high school football against each other. I won't tell you what he said, but who won the battle between you and Joey Hunt when you guys played high school football together or against each other? I should say. You know, Joe, Joe, Joe was a heck of a guy back in the day. You know, on defense, you know, he covered two gapping, slanting D tackle, you know, not much of, of a pass rusher, but, you know, a decent matchup in the run game. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, you know, maybe for Joe's sake, I'll say it was like a stalemate, but I remember a few of me, me getting the best of them, but, you know, I'm not going to put them out of front street like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, we did our last matchups. My school won, so that's why I leave it. Okay, yeah. Well, you won, so I don't even remember what Joey Hunt said, but <laughs> he was very nice. Of course, he was very gracious. Yeah, about, of course. Know, tell us, tell us a little bit about him because you know it's funny. He's listed as six two, three hundred pounds, and he looks small out there. I'm like, come on, man, he's three hundred pounds, but he's also a really smart guy. Um, you know, it was just terrible losing Justin Britt, but tell us a little bit about Joey and uh, and how he has stepped in to, to your group. Yeah, you know, uh, I think, you know, the confidence never wavered when uh, Joey came in. Uh, Justin's an awesome player, but uh, Joey, Joey's been preparing, and, you know, he prepares as if he's going to play every Sunday and has to play and make the calls every Sunday. So I'm the utmost confidence in him, you know, probably the first of I would say second smartest guy in our room, but um, you know he's he's uh he's really good at what he does. You know he's real technical. And he's on top of his stuff. And he um he he really knows how to uh, run run the offense and uh, make all the calls. So you know we have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, you know going down the stretch and you know what he's been able to do for us so far. Jermaine, we really appreciate you uh, spending the time with us, and uh, best of luck in Carolina. Thanks a lot, man. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Jermaine Fetty. Coming up next on Hawks Live, me and Michael, Coach Michael Bumpus, will go through. We'll go through three of the plays from last week. We'll go inside the film room. That's next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live every Thursday from seven to nine, live at Snoqualmie Casino on seven ten ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to Hawks Live here live at the Snoqualmie Casino. Sadly, it's our last show of the year, but they have treated us well here at the yes, Snoqualmie Casino. It's been really fun, and uh, we've been doing it here every Thursday night right here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Coming up uh, next in the next segment, we're going to have Quandre Diggs. He's going to be interviewed by our own Paul Gallant. He's going to sit down with him, and uh, Quandre Diggs and Paul are going to play NBA 2K. Do you know that one? Oh yeah, um, 
my kids aren't listening, so uh, one of my boys is going to get one of these from Santa. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's going to get there 2K. You there you go. Boy, you're taking a big risk there. You yeah. might have. They don't listen. Might have get, yeah, not listening. It better not be. What a time is it? Yeah, I sleep. see all kinds of things about my wife, everything, and I, I know that she has, she's vaguely aware that I have a radio <laughs> show. And a lot of times my kids will call me during the show, and I send them a uh, pre- uh, printed out text that says, I'm not sure if you know this, but I have a show. It's a regular <laughs> show every day from 3 to 7, so you're welcome to call me at any time after that. <laughs> All right, let's go inside the film room. Coach Bumpus, and unfortunately, we've got to look at a negative play here, and it's a, uh, it ends up being Cooper Cup, I think, is uh, that's Jared Goff's best buddy, and uh, they've connected for a lot of passes, a lot of touchdowns, and they found... A connection for a 10-yard touchdown last week. Gurley steps back from a wing into the backfield with three receivers right. Goff takes the snap, looks, fires inside touchdown. Cooper Cup sliding down as he crosses the goal line. And again, somebody probably should have been underneath that, and they weren't. A 10-yard touchdown reception in the Rams now, out to a 20-3 lead over the Hawks. You can hear the excitement in Rabel's voice there. And it's a touchdown. Yeah, I like how he does that. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of frustrating. Uh, I, I think, you know, I always kind of blame the underneath droppers because I was a linebacker. And, you know, you think, hey, look, when you, when you drop back, you've got to look somebody up. But Quandre Diggs was in the area. And a lot of times, look, you know, that whole saying, do your job, it's not that simple. You know, sometimes it's you're not quite sure what your job is. And uh, whenever there's confusion in the NFL, and I, I noticed this, Michael, that you could get away with blowing a zone in high school, certainly, yeah. and in college even. But in the NFL, it always gets exposed. If somebody's not in the right spot, quarterbacks in the NFL are so good that they'll find that dead zone. Yeah, and what I see here is the the Rams line up in a bunch formation, and everybody underneath does their job. Bobby hops on the hitch. K.J. hops on the crossing route. Now, as a safety, Quandre, he's getting depth, and he starts off on the goal line, and he keeps getting depth. Now, he just has to know here there's not that much field to cover. Yeah. There's not going to be a post over the top. you got to jump on anything that crosses your face. I think he gets caught looking in the backfield, and great timing route by Jared Goff, man. He, he throws that thing right on time in Cooper Cup. Just makes a good catch. Yeah, you make you make a great point about knowing the space in the end zone. I mean, you know, if you're six, seven yards deep in the end zone, it's it's probably a couple, three, too deep because yeah, there's not much room back there. But hey, look for uh, all the things that uh, that we we see mistakes here. Maybe this is Quandre Diggs in the next play against Jared Goff. He certainly makes up for it. Four wide receivers on third down and ten. Goff hits his back foot, throws across the middle. Ball's intercepted. Going. He is gone. Diggs takes it. 15, 10, 5. Quandre Diggs takes it to the house. The pick six. The defense has come out fired up. And we've got a ball game. 21-9. Diggs all the way. He steps in front of that one and takes it. 55 yards to the house. As Rabel said, made it 21-9. Unfortunately, they missed the extra point after that. And um, we were talking to, ah, man, who was it? I think it was Brandon Jackson. And as they were going back on the field to play defense right afterwards, I guess Quandre turned to, to him and goes, how come there's not 10 on the board? He's like, oh, bro, we missed we missed the extra point. And he's like, oh, he didn't pay attention to that. But, yeah, he, he found that out. But I, I thought on this play – 
Jared Goff may not be the worst quarterback under pressure, but I think when you get anywhere near him, he's the worst one that the Seahawks have faced. And this is a great example of that, that, you know, they ran a stunt, and both Quentin Jefferson and Shaquem Griffin, who, Shaquem, I couldn't be happier for, I mean, he's finally found a spot. He can use his speed yeah. to put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, and he, he did so, and it's because of his speed and turning the corner, but I thought... First, Quentin Jefferson did a great job of getting through on that stunt and also putting a little bit of pressure. But then, you know, uh, Shaquem comes around, puts a hit on Jared Goff, and then that causes an inaccurate throw, which is what you see a lot of times from him. Yeah, and if I'm Jared Goff, I'm mad at my receiver right now because whenever you run a crossing route, if you see grass, you're supposed to take it. And then what I'm encouraged by is the, the discipline of Trey Flowers and Diggs right here because just going off of what I see here, if that receiver away from the uh, the trip side, which is the side Flowers and Diggs is on it, if that guy goes deep, Trey Flowers is going to lock on him. He passes him off to Diggs. I think there's a rule that says, hey, if this guy crosses your face on the backside of Tristan, this safety has to go down and make a play. And the fact that Diggs is – this is his, uh, his second uh, interception where I felt like he was a veteran. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, and he got rewarded for being in the right spot. And he just flies down to that crossing route. I feel like Woods kind of sets Goff up by sitting down because – Goff looks like he's expecting him to keep running, but if you do your job in this league, good plays will happen. Diggs catches it, pick six, put on the board. Let me ask you, you said earlier when you see green grass, take it. You're talking about sitting down in between zones? Yes, so if I'm running a crossing route and I look across the field and I see no defender there, typically a corner or an outside linebacker. If there's nothing there, I'm just going to keep taking that grass. I'm going to continue across the field. I think that's what Jared Goff thought he was going to do. Wood sits down, pick. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and it just uh, the direct line, and I, I've said this about Quandre Diggs, I think he plays with a purposefulness. I mean, it's like he knows exactly where he's going, and he takes great angles. And that's the thing, if you're lined up, you know, 16, 17 yards deep, um, it's, you better take the right angle. Yeah. And that's something that I see that's uh, similar to, to Earl Thomas. So I, it's, it's uh, cool to watch him and just the way he is fast, too, boy. Once he got that ball in his hands, he, he took off for the end zone. The next, next play, another good offensive play, actually. Uh, Russell Wilson finds DK Metcalf on the sidelines for a 35-yard down-the-sideline catch on a third and 22. Rams rush five. Russ steps up in the pocket, shifts to the left, now throws down the far sideline, and Metcalf makes an over-the-shoulder catch on a perfect pass by Russell Wilson. Inside. No, now they're going to say actually at the 21-yard line of the Rams. And then was knocked out of bounds was D.K. Metcalf. But what a beauty of 23 yards from Russ. First of all, there was some idiot going, wow, during the play. That was me, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it was a double move by uh, D.K. Metcalf. I was so happy for him to beat Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was such a punk during that game. I, I, he got the one, D.K. Metcalf got the one, um, you know, unsportsmanlike penalty uh, for, you know, fighting with, uh, with Ramsey. But, man, that guy, the things that he was doing out on the field, I would have I would have had like four penalties. Do, do they call that penalty in your day, Dave? It was just a shoving match. No, no one, no one got too crazy, right? You got to let that go. Yeah, I mean, at least they would do it once. You know, say, "Hey, warning! Next time, don't do that." You'd get that all the time, but now, yeah, it's like um, you know they're they're just too quick. They got a quick trigger on the flags these yeah. days. 
Tell me what you saw on that play, though. I like the double move by Metcalf. I didn't think he was going to be able to get his feet in, but, of course, great throw by Russell Wilson. But for the rookie, that's pretty uncanny sort of ability to, to move his body. For a big guy especially, yeah. he's able to always get his body in the right position. Yeah, this is what we call a hitch and go, and he sells, and I like spinning out the hitch and go. So he, he runs five yards, he sits down, faces the quarterback, and then whips it back outside towards the sideline. The fact that they're calling this play for him lets you know the confidence that Scheinheber has in him. But then you got to look at Russell Wilson, the way he maneuvers in his pocket. I mean, he drops back, has to step up, puts his foot down to the right, slides left, gets his base, and then drops a dime on him, man. I mean, yeah, the catch is great by Metcalf, a nice hitch and go over the shoulder, but the the presence of mind for Russell to keep his composure in that pocket, and he's a he's a small guy, right? He can't see over the lineman and yeah. stuff, man. He puts all that stuff to rest. Great catch right there. I think an even better throw by Russell Wilson. Yeah, and uh, it- all the things that we talk about with him and, and all the credit that we give him and everything, we probably don't talk enough about you know, his ability to move around the pocket and find a space to get to where he can make a throw. So, All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to have Paul Gallant. Our own Paul Gallant is going to interview Quandre Diggs. They're going to play NBA 2K. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome in to another edition of Hawks Live Gaming. I am Paul Gallant and I am joined by the newest Seattle Seahawk. He is Quandre Diggs. He just had a pick six against the Los Angeles Rams. He had another interception after that. We'll talk about all sorts of different things, but first we're about to play a little NBA 2K. Your, your, your game? Oh yeah, this is my game. This, one, this, this is your game. game. I got more of a, I'm more of a my career guy, but okay. you know, I can, I can play the regular game too. You know what? I'm going ahead with the Betrayal Blazers. Oh, okay. I'm a big Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. You ever heard uh, Damian Lillard's rap? Oh, yeah. He is. Yeah. He's impressive. Like, oh, yeah. I like Dame. I like Dame. I've been a big Dame fan. I think even from like his, I probably got tweets when I was in freaking college mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, okay. I like this dude. I like him a lot. So I like his game. CJ McCollum, I always have him on my fantasy basketball team. Okay. So... It, I mean, he did beat the Rockets in a, in a playoff series once. I remember covering that. It was very depressing. Yeah, it don't bother me, though. It didn't bother me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I roll with LeBron. Okay. I'm a LeBron guy. Oh, a LeBron guy. So do you root for him on the Lakers? Because it's almost like... Oh, no question. Really? I just didn't want to cheat and get the Lakers because it would have been too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so. What happened on that pick six that you had? Because I remember watching on television. All of a sudden, there's just this guy just streaking across the screen. And I was like, oh, it's Quandre Diggs. So there's a touchdown. Uh, it was really just film study and you know uh, film study and great communication between me and uh, me and Trey, me and Slim. We uh, we had been talking about it all week. Um, the guys had it. They actually ran the same thing the first game, same play, just with a little motion. As soon as I seen it, um, I gave. I was calling Trey. Mm-hmm. I was just like yelling at him. I'm like Trey, Trey, <laughs> and. He turned back to look at me, and he was like, "He was like, bro, you see it? Like, he basically was asking me that I see it, but I was already calling it. And they ran around and Wow. What? That's got to feel good when, like, everyone knows what's about to happen on the play. No question. No question. That comes from great film study. And, you know, that comes from everybody just being locked in. You know, of course, the game didn't, it didn't turn out like how we wanted it to. But, you know... 
um, we can take some positives from that also and just know that, you know, we put in the work. Um, everything tends to work out for us. So. Since you've come to the defense, it, it really has felt like a big change. It, is there one thing about you, both as a player and as someone in the locker room, that that you really take a lot of pride in? Um, I pride myself, you know, on just letting the guys know that they can trust me. Um, I think that's something that I've always prided myself on, um, just letting my guys know that, you know, I had their back, and, you know, I just try to make it easy for everybody else. Uh, that's always kind of been my job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fine with, with taking a hard responsibility and, um, you know, um, having to help get guys lined up even though I'm new, you know, uh, I always take that responsibility, and I just like I, I I like to let the corners know, you know, because I'm a former corner myself, so I know some of the difficulties that you know that those guys go through. So I always want to freaking try to help them as much as possible and let them know I see things the same way, you know, that they see them. Do you like corner or safety more? Oh, definitely safety. What what about safety? I just like to see. Uh, I used to get me in trouble when I played nickel. You know, I like to see the ball. I like to see what's going on. And um, I think that's just my natural position. Um, I was a safety my whole life until I got to college. So um, it's kind of they, they told me they had three guys that were leaving to go in the draft. So if I wanted to come in and start as a freshman, they told me to play corner. So went there and played corner. And um, I was kind of all she wrote. I tried to move back to safety my junior year. <laughs> they wasn't having it. That's the problem when you're too good at another position. They're not going to move you away from right. it. Right. It kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> really? Yeah. I want to be, because I always want to be a safety. I've always admired Earl. Uh, Was he your favorite? Yeah. Earl and Ed Reed, those have always been like my favorite guys at safety because, you know, you always see those guys making plays. You always see them making picks and. I just felt like when I was at Nickel, I wasn't able to showcase my full talent. Oh, definitely. And, and listen, I'm not going to act like I was good. I, that was my position in high school as well. And there's something about being able to see the entire field that I, I really enjoyed about it. But when you play corner, yeah, you, <laughs> you're usually assigned to one spot on the field and you can't really do a whole lot there. Right. What do you like more? Do you like hitting a guy or getting an interception? Oh, um, it just kind of depends on how the game is going, you know. Uh, I'm having to, you know, hit a guy to set the tempo and let everybody know, you know, wake everybody up. Then I'm fine with that. But, you know, uh, you gotta, if I gotta make a play, um, gotta get an interception to get everything started. Then, you know, I'm fine with that also. So, I don't really have a preference. Really, you know, I just want to make the best play possible uh, to help my team succeed. You had. I mean, the interception was awesome, but when you laid out Herb Smith in that game against the Vikings, that was one of the biggest hits I've ever seen, especially considering the fact that the guy's a tight end. Do you have, like, a thought process that goes through your head when you see, oh, man, just absolutely destroyed me. Yeah. Man, I am playing, like, I have two points. Yeah. Let's just, let's just marinate on that for a second. And I got my backups in. Yeah, this isn't good. I scored two points in the first quarter. I have not scored any right now. I I actually don't even recognize half the Celtics backup, on the court. My backups got more points than the starter. Yeah. You got your backups have more points than me. All right. This is, this is going to turn into the Enos Kander show. So now you're aboard the team. What's been the biggest change for coming from the Lions to now being with the uh, Seahawks? I would think just, you know, just how much fun we have around here. Um, you know, Pete keeps everything really light. Um, we have a lot of fun. Um, you know, every day, you know, it's some type of competition, um, some type of, you know, uh, some type of just to keep, you know, everybody loose and know, you know, even though it's, 
during the season, you know, guys have to know that you, this game is fun. This game is supposed to be fun. And, um, I think that's the biggest difference for me. You know, uh, everything doesn't always have to be business-like. Uh, you can kind of let loose, uh, show your personality, let people know, you know, that um, it's more than a game than football, even though when you're in this building, you know, it's, it's, it's about ball. But you can also be a person here. That's cool. That's And that's definitely got to be a different. I know that Matt Patricia and Detroit's probably trying to do a lot of the same things that Bill Belichick's doing in New England. It's definitely a very contrasting style uh, that you have here with Pete Carroll. When the trade was made, Tyler Lockett was extremely excited. So you guys have a have a, have a pretty close friendship, correct? How did that start? Uh, me and Tyler, so it kind of started, I would say, in college. We really didn't like each other at first. Really? Yeah, we didn't like each other. Why? We used to go at it. So my junior year, we were going at it. Um, we would go at it. I would go out and him. He got. He actually won the battle that game, but he was just like catching. I felt like he pushed off on one play, and they called it on me, and he was laughing, like knowing he had pushed off, but they called it on me, and he thought it was like funny. <laughs> so like we were talking trash, blah blah, all game, and then senior year. I happened to guard him, and, you know, I had a pass breakup. Topping him on the first play of the game, then I had a pass breakup, and then uh, by the end of the game, they was beating us. So, you know, it was just like we just kept a conversation. And after the game, he was like, man, I see you in the offseason. Not even knowing we were going to sign with the same agency, none of that. And, um, heck, he signed with the same agency. I remember him. We met up on the freaking – we had like a uh, a little – rooftop deal where we trained and stuff and um, we met up up there and then you know we were training together doing the whole combine and all that and we just got super close and that relationship just kept going you know it just continued to get better each and every year and you know me him uh, Landon Collins Quentin Rollins Trey Wayne we all just take you know we go on vacation with each other and stuff like that and um, Tyler comes stay at the house in all season. We always had these 2K battles in all season. <laughs> so that so that 2K is how you keep the friendship up, and now you guys are on the same team. Yeah. What's it been like now that you guys are actually close to each other? It's crazy because every day I, we look at each other, and we just like, bro, we never thought we would be teammates. Like, yeah, because we used to get in trouble. We used to get in trouble when we were training together because like <laughs> we, all we did was talk and joke during uh, freaking workouts. And our trainer used to get so mad, used to get so <laughs> pissed off. But like we were just having fun. Like we were just guys coming out of college with with some with a little bit of cash that was just getting their first little cash in their pocket, and that's kind of what it was. Well, uh, Quandre, uh, he beat me. Uh, we saw Carmelo Anthony even show up in this game, which hurts my heart. Uh, but Quandre, thank you so much for the time. Uh, best of luck this week against the Carolina Panthers. This was a lot of fun, and I'd like to do it again sometime. No doubt, no doubt. And you know, Dame Lillard didn't even go crazy like he should have, but you know, I still got the dubs. So it, it's hard. It's hard to play and talk at the same time, isn't it? No doubt, unless you're talking trash. Right, exactly. I really liked in the second half as as you were, you were just really going all in on the Tyler Lockett stories, and I'm like, I'm gonna catch up. I'm gonna make this a less embarrassing final I score. I just wanted Dame to try to do the step back, and you know, <laughs> he was one for nine with two points, and I still won. And he's in the post game interview. Come on, what right. a bum! It's terrible. Quandre, thanks so much for joining me, man. No doubt, appreciate you for having me. I want to thank Paul Gallant and Quandre Diggs there. And uh, 
Coming up next, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to wrap up the show. Me and Michael Bumpus will talk about what we think is going to happen in Carolina. Hopefully they get another W on the road. It would be amazing because they'd be 7-1, and one, which is so hard. It's hard enough to win games in the NFL, but winning on the road especially. So we'll wrap it up next. Michael Bumpus, Dave Wyman here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to Hawks Live here at the beautiful Snoqualmie Casino. I want to thank them for putting us up or putting up with us this (laughs) entire season. It's really been fun. It's It's a great Little drive out here. It's uh, it's out in the middle of uh, the forest, so you don't have to battle traffic and everything. And you, they got a beautiful restaurant here, Vista, and uh, yeah, it's great. So it's a hidden gem, hidden, not too far from Seattle. Hidden gem, very grand. Got a lot of wood out here, and the people are nice. They treat you well, and love Snoqualmie. Thanks for having us. Like you said, thanks for putting up with us. And uh, yeah, can't they wait do to have a year. lot of wood. Like these big cross beams and open ceilings and everything. Yeah, there's lots of woods. There's lots of trees. <laughs> you know what, Bump? We call that in the radio business, things that just get said. Oh, goodness gracious. What would you say? No, seriously, turn around and look, everybody. There's lots of wood. And there's lots of, uh, you know, some. we got some slot machines, stuff like that, beautiful people. It's great. It's fantastic. It's been really good out here. We've really enjoyed it. All right, Bump, let's, let's put a wrap on this this show, the season. We don't want to, you know, conclude the entire season. We've got a couple of games yep. left after this one, both home games. Thankfully, got Arizona and San Francisco after this one, but we know you take them one at a time. We're playing the Carolina Panthers. I just, you know... I feel like that they could possibly collapse. They could be one of those teams that just you put a couple touchdowns on them and they fold. But I just I don't think that's this team. I feel like it's going to be a close game. I feel like the Seahawks are going to win, but I do feel like it's going to be in jeopardy at some point. And the Seahawks have had, what, three games that they've won this year where they've uh, trailed by 10 points, so 10 points or more. So that's uh, that's this team. That's their personality, and I'm not saying they purposely let – teams back in it but it just tends they just tend to play other teams close no matter what their record and i feel like it's going to be one of those like 24 21 type of games yeah you know what i've learned from you this year is that i remember you talking about when you used to watch film on other teams no matter their records the guys on the field can play football and i've taken that perspective when i break down teams i'm like look they got a keekley they got a shaq thompson they got a addison with with x amount of sacks they've they are third in the league in sacks with 47. They have a Greg Olson on offense. They got a yeah. D Moore with 1,000 yards. So no matter who you play, there are balls on the other side of the football. So you have to be prepared, ready to go. But I'd like to think that with you, with that rookie quarterback, with an interim head coach, with all the commotion that's going on over there, the Hawks should be able to go down there, impose their will early, and put these guys away. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, the guy who actually works, I think he does pre- and post-game radio and stuff now, Eugene Robinson, and uh, we talked to him this week. Eugene was the leading tackler for the Seahawks uh, until Bobby passed him this season. He had like 980 or something. Bobby passed him up. Uh, but Eugene always used to say, let's kill a gnat with a sledgehammer. So basically it's like you're overdoing it. Like let's just wipe these guys out. Don't give them any bit of hope or anything. And so 
hopefully they can do that with uh, with Carolina. But but again, I, I do think it's going to be tough. Um, Christian McCaffrey, that's job one. I feel like you know, and they know that. If I went and told that to uh, to Pete Carroll, he'd say, "Yeah, we already thought of that, Dave. We know Christian McCaffrey is good, but." You know, what would you say is, uh, is maybe the, the group? Because w- I'm going to say linebackers. And the reason why I watched Levante David and uh, Devin White, the two linebackers for Tampa Bay. And in the two times that they faced the Panthers, they held Christian McCaffrey to about 55 yards of total offense. He's averaged 169 against everybody else but except those guys. So I'm going to put this one on the linebackers, that if they can basically, like, spy him kind of like you would do with Lamar Jackson where you always have a couple of guys that are sitting there waiting for him to take off running or cover him or whatever I would say that would be the key to the game what's a position group that you think is going to be key in this I'm going to go with quarterback it's been a while since we've walked away from a football game and said man Russell had a really good game and I think that going into the postseason the stretch of this season he has to reestablish himself. And a lot of things need to happen for him to do that. The run game needs to go well. They need to not be in a hole. But he needs to, you know, I'm going to make it a, a group effort. The QBs and the receivers because the receivers are only good as the QB. The QBs are only as good, good as the receivers. So they need to work together and get back to that explosive pass game that we saw earlier in the season. And I think this is the week to do it. All right. So the other thing, they got pre- they got to protect Russell. I mean, uh, the last four games, 18 sacks, 29 quarterback hits. So that would be, and it's going to be a tall order because, as you said, what the third you said in the in the NFL as far as sacks. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's another thing that needs to happen. Bump, it's been fun this year, man. Hey, I appreciate great. it. I love working with you. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yep, you bet. And uh, I want to thank Snoqualmie Casino, of course, and our engineer Brenna Hutchison, who's just been awesome here. Our promotions manager, Scott Blumenfield, and then our board operator, Brian Schoening. Oh, and his parents, Emmy and Mark. And also, NASA Chobi. Mostly we want to thank you listeners and fans. We really appreciate it. Yes, I love it. Louder, louder. There we go. All right. Go Hawks. We'll talk to you next year. Thanks for listening. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. All new this year, a Seahawks player every week will sit down for an interview while playing their favorite video game. Watch the interview on our Twitch channel, youtube.com slash mynorthwest and 710sports.com. The season of giving is upon us. Right now at MyPillow, when you purchase one set of Giza Dreams bed sheets, you'll get a second set absolutely free, plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code 710ESPN to get two sets of Giza Dreams bed sheets. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Call 800-970-2959 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code 710ESPN to get the buy one, get one free special and free shipping. Chaz, 46, former U.S. Army Ranger, tells us about life before and after Universal Men's Clinic. Well, I had a pretty active lifestyle in the military, you know, parachuting, shooting, swimming. When I retired in 2009, I noticed a downward trend, sleeping in late, watching a lot of TV. Since being treated at the clinic, I am definitely more motivated to go to the gym, definitely more confident with my lifestyle and my general presence, and it's way better at home. It made me a better father to my kids and a much better husband to my wife. I'm Dr. Arkaki of Universal Men's Clinic. 
If you are always feeling tired or moody, have a difficult time sleeping, or have little or no interest in sex, you may be suffering from low testosterone. I'm probably better now than I was when I was 25. Help is here. Take the first step to getting your life back by making an appointment today. No referral is necessary. Call Universal Men's Clinic at 206-529-1111. That's 206-529-1111. Or visit universalmensclinic.com. Attention waterfront homeowners! A chill is in the air, which means now is the time to prepare your valuable shoreline and houseboats for the colder, wetter months ahead. Milfoil King, the most trusted name in waterfront transformation, is here to help. Milfoil King's dive and design teams recommend five smart winter updates. Create or reshape sandy beaches and concrete bulkheads. Create or repair aquatic landscaping, including rockeries. Lay underwater bottom barriers to prevent lily pad and milfoil growth. Remove and manage ugly, dangerous algae blooms. Clean and manage houseboat and watercraft hulls and docks. Don't delay. Hundreds of homeowners, HOAs, commercial and municipal lake owners depend on the Milfoil King to develop ecologically sensitive, economical solutions to waterfront management. Call now to join them and learn how to enhance and winterize your shoreline investment. Dial 425-610-9149 to set up a free consultation or visit MilfoilKing.com. That's MilfoilKing.com. Win the winter with Milfoil King. Do you know that mortgage rates have plummeted to a three-year low and are nearing historic lows? At the same time, home values have gone up roughly 50% in the last several years. However, they seem to be peaking now. Maybe it's time to put that equity to work by paying off high-rate credit cards, personal loans, or remodel your house. Hi, I'm Wesley Hoagland with Westland Financial. Let us put you in the position to do any of these things with no lender fees. That's right, you'll never pay lender fees, whether it's a conventional, FHA, or VA loan. We've been doing this for 20 years now. Maybe you just want to lock in a lower rate or refinance out of paying mortgage insurance. All it takes is a five-minute phone call to see how we can save you thousands of dollars a year. So call Westland at 888-455-3669. It's the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. Call us at 888-455-3669. That's 888-455-3669. 888-455-3669. Lennox Financial Mortgage Corporation, DBA Westland Financial. License number CL3304, NMLS3304. Not all loans apply. Equalizing for 60 minutes there's not a better place on earth there's this electricity you can feel right when you walk in 